God, you're so racist. Against fairies? <laughs> Back to the Hauntsville Cryptcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Doza. I'm Anna. It's been a while, but we're back to talk about Universal Horror, and we're going to talk about The Mummy. Are we doing Universal specifically? Because I watched every Mummy movie. Yeah, I'm down to talk about every Mummy movie that ever is and was. Because they're all the same movie? Oh my god, yeah. I can't even tell you guys how many times we watched The Mummy just for you. I think we watched... How many films did we watch? Like six? In one day we watched, I think, ten of them. Because a couple of them were short. One of them had a different storyline. One out of ten mummy movies have a different storyline than all the rest of them. Like, I understand the mentality of like it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But this was just like they beat it into the ground. And like the uh Boris Karloff mummy was so good right off the back, did not need a remake, and all they did was remake it. But even still today, until 2017. I love Universal Horror. I will always love the core monsters. But let me ask you something, dear listeners. Take a moment. Think real hard. Remember the mummy? You remember the mummy with Boris Karloff? What happens in it? Take your time. Well, Anthony asked me this when we decided that we were going to talk about mummies. I was like, yeah, I love the mummy. And then he was like, yeah, but what happens in it? I think the last time I'd watched it was like three months ago, and I still couldn't answer the question. It's short. It's only 72 minutes. It's beautiful. It is shot beautifully. The makeup on Boris Karloff is great. Um, And everybody in it is a phenomenal actor. Great performances all around. And the story holds up. But like, I think that that mummy is a better piece of theater than it is film. Oh, absolutely. Because like, really nothing happens it's, it's a for drama it's a cut minutes. and dry drama from start to finish and it, it's beautifully done it's the frankenstein story of the the tragic monster all the way through without the mob but it's also dracula if nothing happens because the mummy's powers are basically dracula a lot of inspiration comes from bram stoker and all like his series of fiction yeah like bits and pieces are taken and thrown into all these movies so a lot of the mummy movies are because he wrote the Secret Under the Seven Stars, or what is that one called? The Mummy one? It's Jewel of the Seven Stars. Thank you. So I'll, I'll cut it up until you say that. I'll give one second of silence <laughs> and make it seem like you swooped in because you fucking knew it. So like I was saying, like, fucking Bram Stoker, Jewel of the Seven Stars, a lot of that is just, like, rehash from, from Dracula and bits and pieces of that because they're very fun and interesting to work with when it comes to, like, monster lore and monster powers and background it just like it makes for a much better movie than just like we found a guy and he came back but that's just it because like for all intents and purposes a mummy is a real monster whoa like, what they exist no 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 <laughs> listen to us well well mummies do exist obviously is this true yeah what, as in like egyptian mummies yeah like like from the movies has no one taken you to the Natural History Museum yet? I love the Natural History Museum. You go to the Blue Whale Room, you get freaked out, you stay for 20 minutes total, and then you leave. We're going to go again, and then you're going to go to a different floor where there's all the mummies. <laughs> hey, on that note, how many mummies have you guys seen in real life? So a bunch. many. I can count like four specific incidents where I've seen a mummy, and one of them was a surprise. 
We were at the Welcome Exhibit in London. Uh, Welcome to London, here's a corpse. <laughs> no, the man's name was Welcome. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> sure. So, yeah, so this, this, this guy, I can't remember his first name, but his surname was Welcome. But he, basically, he went around the world picking up, like, random like curiosities and like oddities and stuff but only pertaining to medicine life and the afterlife which is really cool that's very cool yeah. um, i've never heard of this so there's all these different death rites from all these different cultures and then we're like looking at this one blank wall and there's a little doorknob on it and i was like i'm gonna open the door <laughs> and there's just a mummy behind it there's this little <laughs> shriveled up old man you had like a scooby-doo experience yeah i was like oh <laughs> But that's like definitely my most second most memorable mummy experience. There was some mummy that was unearthed when we were in elementary school and it was being put on exhibit in the Natural History Museum. But before it got there, it made like a detour at the Vanderbilt Museum. And so my class just happened to be going to the Vanderbilt Museum at that time. So we got to see the mummy and they were like, here, write your name in hieroglyphics. So like I have this little like tab thing. How the fuck does that work? Is it like a... It's not like a one to one letter thing, right? It can it, it be. Can it like, be but it's like a they very made us do a one to one. Oh, so you were like, bird is a yeah. Oh, boo. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's a simplified form of it, just so that you can like understand that give it is kids a language. The gist of yeah, it being a language, I guess. So it's like Japanese kanji, where it's like symbols have a different sound associated with them, or oh no, I wrote my name once. <laughs> and it was letter for letter, and I was like 10, and I saw a dead guy on display. Reading hieroglyphics isn't going to be like A, B, C, D. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why you gotta that's go like, to like why we don't say ye old anymore. That's because we decided to separate, Actually, separate uh, ourselves Historically, from nobody said ye old because yeah. the Y is pronounced like a TH sound, so it's the old. Whatever, I'm just here to have a good time. Well, you're making... I just let the Renaissance Fair <laughs> pretend that they know what medieval times were like. Because I was there, obviously. The Renaissance Fair <laughs> is all elves and shit now. <laughs> so it's like... Okay, so mummies exist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so... like... I can't, like, in, in my mind say, like, when and how many mummies I've seen. I've been to museums and been like, ah, yes, mummies. And it's very interesting. But it's very strange to me that you can count them on one hand and pick out two of them specifically. I guess because, like, apart from the Museum of Natural History, where there's just, like, mummies abound, those were my two one-on-one mummy uh, moments. That was my <laughs> Abbott and Costello. I don't know. So, like, the mummies exist. There is a culture and a history behind them. And for all the time and all the excavations that there have been in the Egyptian tombs and temples, and really for any other culture... There is this whole series of lore that comes with unearthing these tombs. There are superstitions, there are death rites. And I feel like that's where the difference between the Brendan Fraser mummy and the Boris Karloff mummy come into play. Because the Boris Karloff mummy focuses on the creature. And there's nothing to the creature. There's no real substance there. Well, he just becomes like a guy. Yeah. After he wakes up, he's just an Egyptian again. He does that ye old vampire suck. For a movie called The Mummy... He's not in this movie. Sometimes the creature is better left unseen. I, I guess, but like when they when they take away the creature aspect, like his. Oh, I just want to go on record and say that like his mummy get up, best and most iconic cinematic mummy portrayal. So even though they spent like eight hours doing Boris Karloff's makeup as a mummy each time that he wore it, when they do close ups in the film, 
It's not Boris Karloff. It's a dummy of Boris Karloff that they had permanently made up. And That's technically, I want that dummy now. Technically, you never actually see him f- as the mummy apart from in like two scenes. Real wow. Quick. It's it's a dummy. Like when you do a close up, <laughs> when they do the like the famous close up, I guess with the eye um, opening. Yeah, no, because that's when he's a person again. Like when he's actually in the mummy makeup, like bandaged up. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah. When they do a close up on that, then you can see that like there's no real nostrils. They're just like oh shit carved in. I'll have to go back and re- I, we literally just watched this yeah. like two days ago. So yeah, I'll have to go back but and take a look. I always get really upset when I'm thinking about it because every time I see it, I'm like. God, I love that makeup. Especially, like, when they first open the... Sarcophagus? Yes. Ah. Thank you. That's the word I wanted. When they first open that and, like, reveal him and he's got his arms across his chest and stuff, that's my favorite, like, scene. And then when I found out that that wasn't Boris Karloff in that scene, I was so upset. So I tried to ignore it. So as much as the makeup is great, it's also kind of sucky that they felt the need to put a dummy in there as well as Boris Karloff. But I think with all of the versions that we watched, the one that like shocked me the most was the earliest one that we found. Oh, the pre-mummy mummy? Yeah, because obviously the mummy was supposed to be the first mummy film. And we found out that it was just the first version of that story film. The first mummy film was a silent film from 1914 called The Egyptian Mummy. And it's basically, it's not really got a mummy in it, I guess. There's no real mummy. It's not a horror. It's a comedy. It's technically a rom-com because this guy is trying to get this girl. And the father is like, I don't think you're good enough. And he's also like, I'm a doctor. Uh, I want to see a mummy. I'll pay $5,000, which is a lot. Yo, I'd fucking fake a mummy for five grand. Are you kidding me? Oh, hell yeah. I would let you corpse me. But like it's it's it was very good. Like for something that when we were just like looking up mummy movies, we were just like, oh, what's the history of mummy movies? And we found one that predates well the original Universal the mummy. mummy, the Mummy. Well, actually, that's also not true because there was the Mummy from 1911. But that's neither here nor there. What is the Mummy from 1911? You guys didn't watch the Mummy? No, oh. we watched the Egyptian Mummy from 1914. I, I thought 1914 one was the earliest. Nope, there's one more. Oh, so it's actually pretty cool. So in 1911, there was another film called The Mummy that uh, came out. And I still don't understand the concept of real to length to time to time. I don't really either. I probably should have paid more attention in that class. <laughs> oh, yeah. You you fucking went to film school. I'm just like a guy <laughs> sitting at a desk in front of a microphone. So it's actually it's it's kind of cool. So it is it's about, I think, like a an Egyptologist that purchases a mummy but then the mummy just like magically comes back to life because like he thinks that like, oh, I'll give this mummy to my girlfriend and she'll love me forever, which is so fucking cool. Yeah. And like 1911, you fucking nailed it because that's what girls today are into. Like, oh, he <laughs> bought me a mummy. If he bought me a mummy, then yeah, I would love you forever. And it essentially like it goes and it ends up with him marrying the mummy and not the girl that he bought the mummy for. I love that. Oh. And this one actually has a mummy in it. So. Did you watch every Hammer yes. uh, mummy film? No, I watched every movie called The Mummy, and Hammer has one that is a da mummy. Yeah. Yes. It, Hammer's also Blood of the Mummy's Curse, right? Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. Blood mm-hmm. from the Mummy's Tomb. There's and four, the there's of, the four of them. So I guess technically, to further hit this home, the Universal one is by far not even the first mummy movie. Uh, when people think of like, oh, the original 
quote unquote the mummy um, the film titled the mummy people think 1932 boris karloff universal but this is 1911 also called the mummy but like that's just it when you think about the universal monsters and just monsters in general how many vampire movies are there how many werewolf movies are there most of these creatures got a shot at like becoming something more the mummy is just it's not an easy thing to do i guess One, I don't think it's really relevant anymore because at the times when the mummy films were being made, we were unearthing mummies and it was like a big cultural phenomenon. You saying we don't got no more mummies? No, there's definitely more mummies and like there's still being unearthed and all this, but it's not as much of like this phenomenon anymore. It's not the big museum ticket item. Oh yeah, because socially like everybody was like, oh, you know, did you hear like in the newspapers like new mummy? Yeah. We got a new mummy today. I, I wish, well, remember a few years ago, like, they dug up a mummy and all the kids wanted to drink the mummy juice? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, they dug up some mummy. I don't think it was Egyptian. I think it was just, like, some other culture's type of mummification. And there was this, like, goo in the sarcophagus. And people were like, one of the first things that the articles came out with is, like, if you drink it, you'll die. Why are you going to put that out there? It's just going to make everybody want to taste it. I mean, you probably would die, but it probably wouldn't be because it's cursed. It's because... It's just like this old yeah. body Nobody juice. said it was cursed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Anna, you're the one that said cursed. Are you a mummy? I was for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so two for two on Anna is a mummy theory. So, Ant, like, yeah, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Why Why can't we mummies anymore in, in film? I don't think it's a matter of not doing it anymore in film. I think at the time that The Mummy came out, it was culturally impactful. It was relevant. It was, like you kind of mentioned, what everyone was talking about at the time. And now, like, I don't think since King Tut, I've really heard much about, like, big mummy news. Well, the thing is, now it's it's more common. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, we got a new mummy, which is like, (laughs) I I get excited every time, like, a new species is discovered. Like, ooh, new frog! Like, you... Just yeah. a couple weeks ago, new frog. They yeah. find new frogs all the time. I follow more archaeology blogs than I care to admit, because I'm a nerd. So when was the last time we got, like, a cool mummy? I See, I don't know. I didn't look too far into it, because, like, my focus is really on the fact that, like, I think that's a big reason why we're not making other mummy films, but also, I don't know, people can't seem to come up with a really original concept for a mummy as a character. That's why all these films use the universal method i guess we'll call it even as far as like we were just joking around we're like let's watch disney's under wraps because it's another film about a mummy that's fucking and like the list of films with mummies in them is like 40 something well that's if you take away all the scooby-doo ones which of scooby-doo and and yeah i think the problem is that they're not really scary and i know like a lot of the especially with like universal monsters at the time, they were scary, and now, like, they're just a Halloween staple. Werewolves, no one's really actually, like, scared of werewolves. People aren't scared of Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, People but you aren't could scared still of make a compelling story. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Brendan but, Fraser's mummy was, it's an adventure movie. It's fun. It it's brings I, back the mummy's curse. The I want to double down and say, I think Bren, the Brendan Fraser mummy, 99, is the best movie ever. It's one of the last great That's Hollywood Name, name a films. better movie than Brendan Fraser and the Mummy. Okay, better movie I can do, but like no Hollywood <laughs> stage set, like me. tons of extras. Like I don't know when you think of like old Hollywood, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy hits all the marks. Yeah, but it's a remake of the 1932 Mummy with adventure and focus on Brendan Fraser. 
and the curse right. of the mummy. <laughs> Whereas, like, the first one, the curse is like, hey, if you disturb this grave, a mummy will come out and kill two of your friends. The mummy's body count is two in the 1932 The Mummy. Whereas, like... Well, because the mummy's the hero in The the, the Mummy. Uh, no. Yes, no. yes. He's a, he's a tragic hero trying to resurrect no, his dead girlfriend. He's, no, he's kind of That doesn't dick. make him heroic. It, it does. No, the he's the doing... difference between him and Dracula is that Dracula is an and asshole. Frankenstein's monster. No. Oh. Dra- Dracula's kind of cool and you kind of feel sorry for him. And he's just lonely. And Frankenstein's monster which, is just Which is the same story as the mummy. Guys. It is. Frankenstein's monster is like this tragic hero that's so misunderstood and he doesn't get a chance and everyone's mean and bullies him I'll the give mummy you misunderstood is just for frankenstein yeah he's he's lovely with the mummy he's just kind of a dick and he's like ah you're not really my dead wife but i'm gonna make you my dead wife well he misses her and also he doesn't do anything for 20 years which is insane to me in this movie oh yeah i forgot about because that big gap it, of time it takes place in i think 1911 or something like when the first mummy movie was filmed and then it flips 20 years into the future into the 30s and he's just been like living as an egyptian guy for 20 years and he's like ah now is the moment i will enact my plan and i don't know if if you guys remember is there like a reason for that or if it was just like that he was trying to find he was waiting for her like reincarnation or something yeah because obviously she wouldn't have been a Wait, how old is she meant to be? I mean, she can't be, like, the older than in her 20s in that. Anaxuna Moon? Yeah. No, it, I mean, like, the the reincarnation. Oh, she's, like, in her late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, so she's he young. probably had to wait for her to be old enough, because he can't really just go up to the baby and be like, ah, there you are. He probably had to wait for her to That would have been up. an interesting movie. Like, he finds her, and she's, like, yeah, three, but- and he's like, I will now take care of you. Yeah, but he wouldn't do that if it was his wife. It would be like, That's hey, you're grooming. my baby wife. I just made myself like sick thinking yeah. about that. Actually, exactly. yeah. fuck this. <laughs> this is a bad plan for a movie. Mummies, vampires, notoriously like dating way younger. Well, yeah, like, because, Twilight, because they're Cullen immortal. Twilight, Edward Cullen is like 200, and Bella's like 16. Did you just... I did Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, that's where your mind went to when you went well, to yeah. vampire movies. Can we just because Mina's of age? So anyway, I just like I want to know what happened in that twenty years because it's just like he had to I walk from Egypt to America, <laughs> 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 like Jason in Jason Takes Stop, Manhattan. No. It is really hard to get into America. It does take about twenty years. <laughs> you said he like went through immigration. <laughs> <laughs> No, then it would take him 30 years. No, in the fucking 30s, it was just like, can I oh, get yeah, on this plane? In. And they were like, yeah, all right. That's true, yeah. But like, I that that's more interesting to me of a story. Like, this mummy wakes up, and then he goes away, and then the title card is like 20 years later. And I was like, wait, but what about all that mummy stuff in between? He's <laughs> just like binging coke in Vegas. I guess. Did they have coke and Vegas in the 30s? They definitely had cocaine, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah, so these this fucking these fucking mummy movies, that was the plot that they were like, this is what we want. We're going to keep doing this one over and over again. And it was it was a fun compelling story one time, but having every the- two times. I'll give it the 1932. It was new and the Brendan Fraser. That was fun. Yeah. And then I don't want to see it. 60 again. years apart. 60 years apart and that's fine. But like when like 32 was Universal's mummy 59 was Hammer's Mummy, and then 99 
It was uh, Universal again. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. It's fuck. Universal's The Mummy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Universal just fucking loves this mummy so much. Yeah. yeah that's why they bring out a new version of pretty much all of their movies. Whoa, so Universal has done it then, 99, and then. The fucking 2016, 2017. 17, 2017. So, so the Universal has made all of the good mummies and a bunch of the bad ones. Made yeah. two good ones. Yeah, Mummy Returns was good. Yeah. Oh, that was the one with the rock in it, right? Yeah. I forget about the mummy sequels. I didn't mind the Mummy Returns, actually. This mummy is, is fucking cool. And, like, I love the the thought of, like, the mummy going around and, like, literally sucking the life force out of these people to regain his sort of physicality and to become mortal again. Yeah, like Dracula. It's, oh, And then Dracula turns into fog and the mummy turns into sand and they can both pass through doors. I guess. So I guess I just like the life exchange aspect of it. And that, it sucks that <laughs> now you have made me realize that the things that I like the most about the mummy films are right from Dracula lore. But like like you said, it is a mechanic that works and is interesting. And at least in the 1999 Mummy, it's different enough. Maybe it's not far enough removed from any Dracula, but like it's separate enough that it makes for an interesting concept. I, I like that the Brendan Fraser version focuses on the curses of unearthing a grave. I think that's the whole main point of mummification and these death rites. And that that that's interesting, like, going against, like, what the, the ancient Egyptian belief of, like, this is what the gods want us to do after we've passed is so cool. So, like, having them break tradition and then getting literally the wrath of the gods, like, rained upon them. Like, when the mummy in Brendan Fraser's mummy does the fucking plagues from the Bible. Yeah. And I also think it's important why they fixated so much in the 1999 mummy on the fact that the sacred inscriptions were removed from his tomb. Like, this was a disgraced person. And I feel like they kind of gloss over that in the 1932. They mention it, and then it's just not really important. It's just the reason why the mummy comes back. Yeah, they, like, they touch upon it, and they say, like, oh, like... This guy was an asshole, which is why they buried him alive. I just, I would love to see more original concepts for mummies as figures. I would love There's to see a ton more out mummy there. I watched a bunch of them. Because uh, everything I watched was the same. When we watched the Bram Stoker mummy movie, it was the same, but it was a murder mystery. And that, that one mummy favorite. lived in a mattress for half the movie. <laughs> we watched, hear me out now. The Aztec mummy versus the robot. And I thought yes. that sounded real promising and real innovative until the Aztec mummy's backstory was just the mummy. And then the robot was no more interesting than they saved Hitler's brain, which for a film called They Saved Hitler's Brain is fucking boring. We also watched El Macho versus the Canadian mummies. That was one of the shorter ones we watched, just like an independent thing thrown up on Amazon. I love the mummy versus movies. Those are always fun. I love any good versus movie. I can't name a versus movie that I like. Seriously? Yeah. Like... Freddy vs. Jason. I Love can't it. stand Alien vs. Predator. Love it. They just completely contradict any of the backgrounds of those characters. So they're, they're all like that, Predator's not even movies, Predator they're, anymore. He's like, oh wait a minute, I sympathize <laughs> with humans now. I'm cool. Those are the um, ones that like they're just like designed to sell tickets and they're fun. But that's why I don't like them because 
I hate that they do sell the most tickets. It's like when they do all these remakes and these sequels, it's because they know that people are going to go, oh, I recognize that, I'm going to go watch it. And then that's why they keep doing it, is because people keep supporting it. So people who complain about them and then choose to go and watch them and pay for them, but then don't go and pay to watch, like, independent films, you're doing it. You're making these things happen. I think they're a good way to introduce somebody to two franchises at once. No, they're not the best representation of either franchise. They're watered-down versions of both franchises, but you get the idea of what's going to happen in those kinds of movies. You get the idea of who these characters are. But if I'd watched Alien vs. Predator and I'd never watched Predator, and I'd never watched Alien, I wouldn't want to watch either of those films after watching Alien vs. Predator, and that would be, like, the biggest shame to put on anyone's life, to not have them watch those two films. Imagine a world where you haven't got to watch Predator, or Alien, or Aliens. I don't have to, because that was me. I saw Alien, I didn't see a Predator movie until after Alien vs. Predator, and then I watched it. Because I was like, wow, I want to know more about this character. And it didn't make you think that Alien vs. Predator was just, like, so bad in comparison. No. Because then I watched the new Predator movie, and oh oh, man, is that a steaming pile of shit. I didn't didn't bother watching it because the first Predator to me is absolutely perfect, and I just, I don't want to... I don't want anything to tarnish that. Then again, I watched, like, Prometheus and stuff, and that kind of tarnished Alien, but, like... I mean, Alien and Mummies go hand in hand, I guess. Cause, Why? Because a lot of people think that aliens like built the pyramids and shit like that. But they... I hate this conversation. <laughs> people built the pyramids and that's it. I don't believe you. A hundred percent people built the pyramids. No, I believe it's you. It's not going to stop me from being afraid a, of aliens. It's a theory. So, mummies. Yeah, we're back on mummies. Yeah. So why, why aren't any of these movies scary? Like you said, the original one is a drama or the original universal mummy is a drama. <laughs> so like... It could only go up from there in terms of excitement. and You'd be surprised of... because the second Universal mu- Mummy movie is a remake of The Mummy. Oh, wait. Is that Curse of the Mummy's Hand? That's The Mummy's Hand, yeah. I didn't watch that one. It's it's a remake. Literally of eight The year- Mummy? Of The Mummy. Eight years later, they just it's the same story. They didn't have Boris Karloff, but they didn't have... The, the characters don't have the same names, but it's literally the, the same plot. That's just so upsetting to me because, like, it's a great character. I would love to see something more come of it. It's a great series of cultures and curses and mythology. And if we can extrapolate all of this from all these other things, like, why can't the mummy have something that distinguishes it from a vampire, a ghoul? Like, it's just, it's a zombie. It's it's just nothing of its own in any of these and like the the Brendan Fraser one is an action adventure film, which I think is a step in the right direction if we're focusing on the archaeological standpoint of it. But when it comes to horror and real fear, it's about atmosphere and tension and the tone of the film. And I don't think any of these have taken a serious, scary tone to it. I mean, Anna pointed out at one point when we were watching this marathon of mummies was... If you think about a film like The Autopsy of Jane Doe, that is a better mummy movie. For all intents and purposes, she's a preserved corpse. Oh, yeah. She may as well be a mummy. And everything else that happens is a curse based on fucking with that corpse, desecrating that grave. I think if I was going to make a mummy movie, I would want to make it in that, like, focusing on the supernatural element rather than, like, walking around being a mummy. But the mummy doesn't have to physically do something. (laughs) 
you know, actually, I'm not even going to explain my concept because it's actually kind of going in a really good direction. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there's there's definitely so much more that you could do, especially with ancient Egyptian like culture and history and like there's some so much of, cool shit in yeah, there. There's even so if it's much not to work with. Egyptian, when you think about the Tibetan monk mummies that they keep finding, oh yeah, that's horrifying because oh, yeah. these men have lived for so long in this mummified state. And that mummification was an active choice. Yeah. There's a lot that can be done if you take the different cultures' death rights for preserving bodies. I mean, Autopsy of Jane Doe is a more Americanized New England version of a mummy and a preserved corpse. I don't know. I think the death right is the key to making a mummy a frightening concept because it's what separates a mummy from a ghoul and a zombie. Like, the zombie and the ghoul, they're the dead thing. They're the thing that walks. But the curse is the supernatural thing that comes and makes a mummy not those things. That's where they they had this opportunity in in so many... Like, a a couple of the ones that I I did watch are very curse-based, where the mummy doesn't fucking do shit. Like, literally almost all of these, they center around a, a singular mummy or a group of mummies, like, shambling around. And that is so boring to watch after you've it's seen it. It's just zombies. I think Brendan Fraser's Mummy has the highest kill count of any Mummy movie that I've seen. It's up there, yeah. They definitely made it more interesting with the Brendan Fraser one because they gave you a quick backstory to the Mummy. It's real And then quick. they just kind of went into the story of Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and, and then stuff. you're there. The, the thing that I also like about the film is that there's probably so many archaeologists now that were inspired to start training because of that film. Is like Jurassic and Park librarians. Syndrome. And librarians. But anyway, yeah, those are two things that I wanted to be when I was younger, and I watched that movie when in the theater when it first came out. How, what year was it in? 99. 99. So I was 10 when it came out, and I remember seeing it, and I just thought like that was the coolest thing that you could be. And I, I just think it's a good idea to make movies where you make kids want to be something cool like that i think that's where the mummy separates itself from a lot of horror we have a protagonist that is a little bit more fleshed out than a lot of other protagonists that we get like in dracula jonathan harker is a realtor who and what boo yeah he's so boring he doesn't make me want to be a realtor (laughs) no that's true so i don't know if you guys know this but what became the 1999 version of the mummy was almost written and directed by clive barker Really? Uh, that would have been terrifying. That would have been that would an have incredible been awesome. movie. Can you imagine like Hellraiser aesthetic on that film? Yes. And so. that's where tone comes into play. So if the... It, even just doing something as simple as switching directors or switching some of the lighting or sound cues makes a whole nother movie. So Completely. if Clive Barker had directed The Mummy, it would have been probably genuinely horrifying. Well, he was going to write and direct it. So it uh, one wasn't going to be a remake or reimagining of the 1932 mummy and two was going to be quote dark sexual and filled with mysticism and a great low budget movie which is like hellraiser yeah but also he would have used practical effects and the thing is with brennan frazier's mummy i mean this isn't just me being against cgi but it does not hold up at no. all and it's such a shame imagine because... if those effects if like if they did it practically and it still looked great today best movie ever made <laughs> <laughs> i'm with you on this being like one of the greatest pieces of cinema yeah um, yeah yeah and just to like can we just clarify that we're being sarcastic right i'm not i'm not i'm worried the moment was fucking awesome so anyway 
the the thought i i want this clive barker mummy movie so bad we the they have the plot here um, tag him in this get this to him it? Yeah, yeah get clive barker on but who am i what am We're, i gonna do no we're still we're the hospital crypt cast and clive barker is gonna come and do the mummy with us yeah <laughs> so his vision for the film was violent with the story revolving around it's it's hellraiser um the head of a contemporary art museum who turns out to be a cultist trying to reanimate mummies yeah. which is fucking dope like and that if that is the mummy movie that we got in 1999 that would be the fresh fun different take but all the rest of these are just like, what if the mummy was the mummy from the mummy? <laughs> and everybody goes, yes, do whatever you want. Or even more when you put Tom Hanks in it. What? Not, oh my God, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I, Very different people. I was like so deep into this mummy shit. And I was like, if there was a Tom Hanks mummy movie out there and then I didn't watch <laughs> this fucking month. I'd be shooting myself. Somebody get Tom Hanks on that. Yeah. I would watch a Tom Hanks mummy Clive movie. Clive Barker directing a Tom Hanks mummy movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so that that would have been a fun, scary mummy. And we just, we, we keep not getting that. And like, the the Universal, I keep saying Universal, they're all the fucking Universal. The the 2017 one with Tom Cruise. Cruise. Not and Tom Anna, you, you didn't see it? No, I didn't see it because Tom Cruise. That, that's a good another, reason to not see another the Another The Mummy. I just they were trying to, I think, like bounce off of the charm of the 99 one. Yeah, where they it's were trying the same to... story. It's well, the same yeah, adventure. Literally, literally the same story. But like Tom Cruise as an action hero, I never bought. I never liked it. I just don't like him. I wanted to like this movie so bad because like I've always been under this whole like what happens in The Mummy thing. And it took everything from the 99, but none of the heart. There's yeah. nothing substantial to this movie apart from its fucking runtime. <laughs> and it's just, there's so much money got shelled into this all-star cast of nothing. It takes the 99 movie and draws it all the way back to being the 32, where you're in for an action movie, you're in for these curses and these explosions, and nothing happens. The tunnel scene was cool, and there's like a brief moment of horror in there, and I was like, okay, I've got hope. And then they just fucking threw that away. Well, but th- this was supposed to be the springboard jumping into the, the, the dark, dark universe. universe. Kill me, kill this universe. I fucking hate it. And it's just like, it was it was not right. Because like, if that's what you're going to do, if you're going to try to bring the universal monsters back, do them scary. And don't, don't make... rip off League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, they yeah, literally have funny. Jekyll and Hyde in this movie. Jekyll and Hyde's in it, and they have that warehouse scene before they do the final showdown with oh, the mummy. With the fucking... In the warehouse, there's the creature from the Black Lagoon's hand, which hasn't happened yet, according to the Dark Universe. The Dracula's skull hasn't happened yet. Frankenstein's brain hasn't happened yet. And the cane from the Wolfman, which I don't know if that other Wolfman remake in 2015 that, is that, part of the Dark the Universe. That is the one, I think. I'm not... With Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. I think that that was the Wolfman, because it was called the Wolfman. I just don't know why they're bothering to remake any of these, because they're, they're still... They're still making so much money off merchandise from the originals. Why do you need to do it again? Well, if they were going into this with the under the new guise direction. of yeah, of trying to do a new direction, then like by all means, like get new young fans into it, reinvigorate old fans' interests in this kind of thing. But when you just do the same story again, it's like they're trying to set up this like Marvel Cinematic Universe style of of film where they're supposed to be these big epic crossover adventures. And it's just like, we're going to do the mummy again. 
And it's just like the shared universe where they're trying to like, they're putting the team together of like monster hunters. Yeah. And that is is so fucking boring with with Tom Cruise and Jekyll and Hyde, which is... Jekyll and Hyde wasn't even introduced until the last half hour. Yes. Which is bullshit. He's supposed to... What a very weird... I don't know how that can exist in the same story. They're technically both owned by Universal because... um, Well, yeah, but I mean, the stories just don't correlate at all. Right. It works for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, but that's a completely different concept on those two stories. Right, yeah. so even, even just from what you just said, having that be mashed up, like, it's not even, that's not even, like, a new fun no. take. Yeah. And what a waste of a mummy movie, what a waste of uh, an attempt to, to make this into a, an epic shared universe, and it was just, like, whole thing fell flat. Like, even just from the, the Clive Barker thing, like, could have had a cool mummy movie, there are cooler mummy movies out there, and, like, My even, only thing with the Clive Barker thing, now that I think about it, well, on one hand, it's Hellraiser... Well, that's the Hellraiser part. But on the other hand, it's also an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. There's oh, that shit. one mummy episode where the archaeologist or the curator goes to high schools and is like, here's the mummy staff. Become an apprentice of the mummy. And then, like, the kids bring the mummy back to life. Yeah. Well, Clyde going to bring a bunch of mummies. You see, he, he had the right idea. He was like, yo, what if it wasn't the mummy? And he did, like, the second Aliens movie, where he was like, what if it's, we call this one Mummies? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there, there's so many cooler Mummy movies out there. And like, Can you please, like, yeah, shed some light on some? it? Because, like, so, I was having such a good time with Under Wraps until at the very end, it just turned out to be The Mummy. Yeah, Under Wraps was yeah, so fun. Yeah, but it was fun. so it's, much cuter. And it it's a fish-out-of-water movie where the voice of Patrick Starr is The Mummy because he's 6'4". He's very good. He just, that, like. What Ooh. that's a fun new mummy, and I love watching monsters integrate into modern yeah. society. It's like, it's so so fun. It was like Monster Squad, but like with one monster. Well, the the mummy in Monster Squad is so nothing. Yeah, because yeah, no he's the no mummy, and nothing him. happens in the he, mummy. He literally does nothing in Monster Squad. Yeah, like he does exactly nothing. what happens in the mummy. What a what a fun gimmick to have, where you're just like you're just like a guy. But uh, Anna, I know you don't like versus movies no. but so so many of these mummy movies are centered around egyptian mummies but so many cultures do mummification yeah and you don't see enough of those but that's like, why i think the death rates thing is the most fascinating it's part fucking dope it. but we get a lot of um another one of the most popular ones is uh the aztec mummies yep i didn't even know that, that was a thing like that it didn't occur to me that like oh you know native native mexicans were doing these sort of rituals as well so wrestling women versus the aztec mummy is fucking sick. Some of the best mummy makeup that I've ever seen in any of these mummy movies. So I'm um, guessing it has nothing to do with the other with the Aztec mummy versus No, the different robot. different Aztec mummy. It just is the an Aztec, Aztec mummy. mummy. Okay. Yeah. Cuz you can just pick one. There's so many of them. But it I looks... like that the the Aztec mummy again from a cultural standpoint, it focuses on the mummy's physicality. Yes. And it's a it's a war chief mummy. So like we have what could have been a brutal showdown gearing up to the the mummy versus the robot, but then it was just dumb. Well, this one's not not dumb, but like the makeup and the costume that this mummy is in, it looks like you guys watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, like the iconic walker where she's like cut in half and it's just her top half. She looks like that. That's cool. She looks fucking awesome. And I love I love a movie with a good gimmick in it. So when I, I read the words wrestling women versus the Aztec mummy, I was like, oh, they're going to fight this mummy 
but in a goofy way sold immediately and it fucking delivers it's the it's the typical like i say typical the aztec mummy story where this mummy comes back (laughs) and then it's just like we're gonna have to wrestle this bitch back into the grave and it fucking rules every all the promo pictures like in the poster i want i want to have this poster so it's one of the wrestling women (laughs) giving a fucking tombstone pile driver and it's just with the with the mummy's face in the background like and I, I I love it. I, I want it so bad because like that's the kind of mummy movie like we need. If you're not gonna do the, the same mummy story over and over again, go either ridiculous or scary. This fucking middle ground where you're like you're shambling zombies and it's there's no curses, it's boring. That doesn't do anything for me. Go weird, go wild with it. And so many people are pigeonholing themselves into that same boring trope. And I'm I'm drooling <laughs> over how 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 passionate I am for I I love like luchador style wrestling and mask wrestlers. There's like a bunch of I don't know what the fuck this is like luchadors versus mummies in a bunch of them. Um, I mean I think it it might come down to a cultural thing. Yeah, like it's just like, like Mexican overall. Yeah, and it's not uh, El Macho, but it's it's another one. There's like another like famous luchador who has his own movie where he wrestles a mummy, and like that is just make a million of those instead. On that ridiculous note, that's why the Abbott and Costello thing works because you're there having a good time with this well-known figure who, for all intents and purposes, has done nothing before then. So anything he does is an improvement. And that that was the last in the block of the original Universal Mummies. They were like... We're, we're pretty much done with it at this point. So what if we just do something weird? Like they had a great time with Frankenstein. What if we gave him the mummy? And it was not as good as the Frankenstein one, a little less charming, but still very fun film. Ah, Mil Mascaras versus the, the Aztec mummy is, is the one that I was thinking of. Oh, it's so fucking good. Is I love the poster for that one good too? Because I've noticed it's, that it's all a... mummy films do have really good posters. Yes, but because they're at least interesting. They have like fun visuals. The poster for Mascaras is a little busy. It looks like a wrestling flyer because it came out in 2011. That sounds amazing. But like a local wrestling flyer where it's like, I'm wrestling on this show and here's oh. these 20 other guys that are also there and here's all of our logos in different <laughs> fonts. Did you know that the poster for the... Oh, I went to say Universal Mummy again. The Boris Karloff mummy sold for the most amount of money that a movie poster has ever sold for like an original one right yeah the original okay because i have a replica oh no yeah, i was just <laughs> yeah, gonna sorry. ask and i was like i got one no, the, ori- <laughs> the original sold for five hundred thousand dollars <gasps> the equivalent of basically i think it was like four seven something thousand but that's the most still uh, that's plenty of money Holy shit. But poster that's has like, ever sold for that's the thing with all that classic horror posters because like they were done in limited quantity they were only done for the theaters. Yeah. They were only done for specific theaters because the movie didn't travel very far. You get those beautiful hand-colored, hand-painted images. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Those are so fun. I have all the Universal ones. And- I have some of them. I and I have um, an original theater poster of Curse of the Demon. Oh. And like I found that on a whim, but that thing is like worth some bucks i have a lot of the the hammer ones and i have a canvas print of the hammer mummy cover i love hammer's art style it just took universals and bumped it up a notch when it comes to color hammer's color scheme is one of my favorite classic horror vibes yeah i mean because it was like early technicolor everything somehow looked better than color wise to me like, early Technicolor looks so much better than color now in movies. Well, the, the Hammer ones, like, they were, like, in that sweet, sweet spot 
between black and white film and proper color film. Yeah. And so like the first Hammer Mummy movie came out almost 30 years after the the first Mummies and like 10 years after the last Mummy film that Universal did. And so like they're both respectable in their own rights, but just like the Hammer ones have this, like I said, this sweet spot of coloration where it's just like, oh, this is doing such justice to the Mummy movie. I expected to have so much more fun researching for this one by watching yeah. these movies. And I had I had no idea going in. And I don't know, like, you know, listeners, if you guys realize how little original mummy media there is out there for something that is a real thing that I now know that exists in this world and that people have been doing for thousands of years. Well, we're doing thousands of years ago. Our, I don't think people are still mummifying people, right? I don't know. It, it's probably still a thing. Yeah. We, get, uh, we have a, actually a weigh-in from our producer, Ryan. I actually just read an article about how some Buddhist cultures still mummify their dead to glorify them. Wow. Like, and, literally this morning. So this is very <laughs> odd. But. Independent of, like... That, <laughs> Independent that's, of this whole entire conversation that's fantastic. I read that this morning. Where was Ryan when we were talking about archaeology and recent mummy finds? Yeah. <laughs> he was on his way here, I guess. I feel like we just didn't have a great time researching this. We set up this whole day of mummy movie marathons, and we watched like 10 films together, regardless (laughs) of what we did independently. And I feel like we just sat there rotting because we watched the same movie 10 different times, apart from the one surprise of the 1914 Egyptian mummy. It felt like a really long day. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, it, I it really did it. feel like watching the same movie over and over again. It was kind of disappointing. It was enjoyable to go back and rewatch the 1999 Mummy because I haven't watched that in like ten years. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I started with that, and I also ended with it. <laughs> like after, because after I left the other day, I watched I think like eight or nine more on my own, and I was like, I'm gonna do 99 one more time just to like end on like a high note. The Boris Karloff one will always be like one that I love, despite it being probably my least, well, definitely my least favorite of the Universal Monster series. There's something so comforting to me about Boris Karloff in general, and the fact that it's black and white. But apart from that, story-wise, it is really just like a go-to-sleep film. You put it on, and you're like, oh, there's Boris, and you then you just on, go you to sleep. You wait 20 years for the mummy to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is one of those where it's just like, it's got that like classic it's sort of, dreamy. Yeah. It's yeah. old Hollywood. You're not in Absolutely. the world that you know. The laws of physics and stuff don't fully abide. Yeah, it's, it's very But floaty. it has a dreamy quality to it. And that's why, in all seriousness, the 1999 Mummy digs back to old Hollywood. And, like, you weren't seeing a lot of that at the time because we were going for budget and studio at the time. And everything is custom sets. It's crazy wardrobe. Tons of actors. Like, it felt like being on the Indiana Jones right. show. Yeah. Also, I found more on your mummification process. So, Google states... I don't think we're allowed to say that. Yes, we're, we We're are. a Bing-based podcast, so... <laughs> 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 Fucking imagine. Oh, my God. Uh, this one may surprise you. We ourselves practice mummification. Many modern Christian countries embalm dead bodies before burial. We ourselves <laughs> being the United States? This replaces... I said that. 
This replaces all the blood with the preservatives so the body will last a very long time. The purpose of mummification for the Egyptians was not to wrap a body in bandages, which was only done to make the mummy look like the god Osiris, but to preserve the body. The ancient Egyptians would have been awed by how efficient our method of embalming is and would have adopted it themselves if they had known before. Like, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Well, yeah. Because it's just regular embalming. Well, but she was, she was, was buried in the fucking fall. 1700s or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't know if there were, like, cults doing that back in... But also, they went to a mortician who is pro when it comes to this embalming stuff. The whole point was for them to embalm her. I thought they were for, like... An for... autopsy. Yeah, okay. It's the autopsy of Jane <laughs> Okay. Just to wheel back a little bit into what you were saying about, like, how the uh, 32 Mummy is very dreamy. The other four in the Universal series are not... They're very engaging. They're uh, much more action-packed. Um, you get the first iteration of a mummy being killed by fire, which goes to the Frankenstein parallel a little further. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I get it. Like, all monster movies are the same. Universal had, like, one big idea, and they were like, what if we branched out and made it six smaller ideas? <laughs> but if you if you guys get the Let's opportunity... Take the heart out of the project and leave it in the canopic jar. <laughs> so, out of the Universal monsters movies was frankenstein dracula came before the mummy right yes so were they just doing a combined story so. i'm questioning whether dracula no, did Dra- i'm fairly sure dracula that... was 31 frankenstein 31 yeah mummy is 32 okay so i'm fairly sure they just combined both those stories because they were successful and just went hey let's do it with a mummy and they just combined the story of Dracula and the story of Frankenstein and just mashed it together. And then what was that? and then Creature from Black Lagoon was after that, right? Yes. Yeah. And then it was Creature Wolf and Wolfman Forty One. Yeah. Invisible Man and Phantom. Phantom is Phantom's Phantom's first. early. Yeah. yeah. That was I know eight, it. Nope. Twenty seven. It's twenty five. Fuck. Whoa. It's not even an even number. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a fun hot Anna take of like we got these two movies, we'll pull them together, make a third movie. And it just, they, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, fucking closing remarks. Watch those other four Universal uh, Mummy movies. They're so good. They're not, it's not Imhotep. It's not his story anymore. Because the first one in 40 is a remake. So it's like, Karis, Karis is the, the new mummy. And then it's like, his cousin is another mummy. And they keep, <laughs> his name is like, Kalis or Claris or something like that. They're not very original because it is the 40s and they had like a war to fight and shit. So they were like, oh, whatever, mummy movies. But, <laughs> but they, they are better. They're super fun and campy. Yeah, and, and they go up because they go up into the 70s. Yeah, exactly. So they and have plus, that opportunity to grow. You can't go wrong with... Hammer had the secret of just having Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Yeah. That is like the secret of cinema. What a fucking great secret. What, what if we right. just like... Name me a film that hasn't been improved by Christopher Lee being in it. Or, like, a narration for a documentary or, like, an audiobook. It's what? like Vincent Price. They're just, they're like superheroes of the horror world. Yeah, we get it. You're super horny for Vincent Price. We all are. I don't really have any closing remarks. I just, I mean, if you're gonna go and watch all of the different versions of The Mummy, just, <laughs> like, maybe take a nap in between, because you'll probably feel like it. Um, yeah, come shoot me a message. I'll tell you which ones are different enough and which ones are worth watching. Yeah, like break it up with the Egyptian Mummy. That was a really short film and it's super cute. And break it up with Under Wraps as well because that was adorable. <laughs> and it made me cry. And it made me cry. Oh, I'd, I'd never even heard of it before. 
As far as closing remarks go on my end, uh, I realized a couple things during this excursion. I don't think I like the mummy. You gotta be very specific here, bud. Uh, I don't think I like any mummy but the Brendan Fraser mummy. Wow. So I think that's where I landed on this. Two, the dark universe is the worst thing to ever happen to horror. And I think that's what sparked this conversation. Yeah. Because the Invisible Man trailer dropped not too long ago. Oh, it looks awful, dude. It looks like garbage with that vapor effect from the 90s. Please kill this universe. (laughs) Do not watch this movie. Do not spend money. Do not pay to go and see this. Yeah, I I love Universal Monsters, but I will have no part in supporting this new universe. I haven't watched any of them. Just don't pay for that shit. Like, if you don't want this stuff to happen, stop paying for it. Stop going to see these remakes. Stop going to see these pointless movies that you don't want to be made. If you're going to complain about it, don't watch them. I can't imagine it's going to be very good. I'm going to be there so you guys can fuck off. Yeah, we will. You can talk about it. According to Universal, they like killed it once, but now I guess it's back from the dead because I thought after the mummy they weren't going to do this anymore. Oh, here we are. <laughs> we're we're going to be three deep in a second. Somebody recommended to me recently Time Mummy. Oh, wait. Time Walker. Yeah, Time which Walker. is oh, which is alien an alien mummy movie. So I didn't watch it, but it looks oh. awesome. It looks super eighties. I need super people cool. to know aliens fuck me up. Yeah, so I'm going to watch that and. I, I think uh, you would probably explode. The first time I saw it, it was on um, a Mystery Science Theater episode. Very infrequently will I watch uh, Mystery Science Theater and be like, I got to find out what that is. But like, this is one where I was like, oh, I need this movie. And I went and I looked it up. It's, it's pretty good. You would die. Probably. We sat through Extro, which is by no means a good movie. Extra. I wanted to puke when I saw that alien. Yeah, it was, I was a like, little rough. Gross, gross, gross. Get it away. <laughs> No, I wish I had slept through that movie and not The Melting There was Man. also childbirth in that movie. I don't know how you survived. There was childbirth and aliens, which are like your two number one fears. Please, by all means, if you've got some mummy movies that we overlooked, send them our way. I would love to see something new and innovative. If you're an independent filmmaker and you make an independent mummy movie, I'm in. Show me. Whoa, I'm not sure how I got here. But this is a really cool podcast. Well, while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the Incredible Jeff, the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion. Because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media and subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Deathwish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast. So you guys got recommendations? I Anna? do. So I know do Anna's. I. <laughs> I know Anna's right now. I can see by the look on her face. Uh, so my recommendation, The Bat starring Vincent Price. Oh. The reason why I'm recommending yep. that is because when Hammer released... This. The Mummy in 1959, that was also the same year that The Bat was made. And so when they released it into theaters, they made it a double feature with The Bat. So you got a double feature of Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and Vincent Price. And that must have been like the best movie-going experience in the world. I thought you were going to say Bubba Hotep. 
Oh, fuck. We didn't talk about Boba Hotep at all, and that one's fun and different. Bubba we Hotep? love Boba Hotep. It's the best. Dudo, you got a recommendation? I do. Uh, Los Monstruos del Terror. Terror. This is dope. It's also an absolute shit show, but it's got every monster in it. Uh, it's also known as Dracula vs. Frankenstein in the UK. For Anna. Or Reincarnatoire for French. But uh, it was Assignment Terror here in the States. And it is a Spanish-German-Italian horror film. It's about aliens who come to Earth. I can't remember if they revive or they, like, create. It's a vampire, a werewolf, a mummy, a Frankenstein as, like, a plan to take over the world. And they're, like, doing it as an experiment to see, like, why humans are afraid of these monsters. And it's so fun. It came out in 1970 and it is fucking all over the place. But I need you guys to watch this movie so we can talk about it. It's so silly. The aliens aren't alieny, so you should be okay. And they also operate a circus. So like killer uh, so clowns somewhere from between outer space. killer clowns from outer space and an alien. Yeah, I think you would be okay. The Greys. The Greys freak me out. That if you're sense. listening, please don't hate <laughs> You'll me <be> again. Fine. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure you saw an good. owl. Just relax. I hate that. The fourth kind fucked me up so bad. Anyway, my recommendation. The Ruins. So with more of a focus on things like the Aztec mummies, like it takes place in, I think, an Aztec or a Mayan temple. And this couple goes and explores these ruins of this temple. And they come across this terrifying breed of plant that can mimic human speech and is like hyper deadly. It's like real weird, real creepy. As far as tone goes, there's some real terror in there for a movie that sounds otherwise ridiculous. Do you guys want your fear of the day? Yes, please. Taphophobia. It's the fear of being wrapped up. No. Is it the fear of decomposing? No. Does it have to do with mummies? Yes. Fucking finally. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, you want to come in and tell them what they've won? It's the fear of being buried alive. I almost said that. I do not have that because I can't be buried. I wouldn't mind because I've seen Buffy and uh, it happens to her and she's fine. Yeah, see? I don't mind because I'm not alive. Is that how we're doing that this? That too. I'm just unburyable. Try try to bury me. Challenge accepted. Okay. Tune in next week when Doza won't be here. Thank you all for tuning into the Hauntsville Crewcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Doza. I'm Anna. I'm Ryan. Happy hauntings. See you in hell. <laughs> <laughs>